So just a little short introduction that it's important to keep in mind here. So we're going to discuss about what happens if your house is on fire, if a person's house is on fire, what are they allowed to save? Now, this is not necessarily a Hitzah issue. We're not necessarily discussing the problem with taking something out of your house and bringing it, you know, into Rosh Hashanah or things like that. Um, we've discussed that. We'll touch on a couple of those things. There'll be, you know, we'll talk about, it depends to your chatzar or to a different chatzar. But if a person has to save things, the primary concern here is that we create a situation of, we limited, chazal limited what you can save. So the Rabbanon limited what you can save, and you're limited to three things. Devar Mosheba Kedusha, food, right, and clothing. And the problem is, is that if we allow you to save, and they put limits on it, because there's a concept of Adam Baal a person gets very nervous, right? He sees his house on fire, and he's going to run and put the fire out. So therefore, the Rabbanon gave extra, um, you know, they put limits in on what you actually can save to make sure that you don't go run and put the fire out. So let's get started. Kol Hakodesh, any, uh, right, so any... Svarim uh, that are kadosh. You can save from a fire. Whether you read from them or whether you don't read from them. And Rashi explains, we're going to explain this in the Gemara, that what does this mean, you read from them and don't read from them? That Ksuvim, the Chazal said that you should not really read from. And Rashi explains because on Shabbos they used to give drushas. To the Balabatim, uh, you know, that they were working all, all week and they didn't have time to hear the halachas. So on Shabbos, they, uh, they would come and they would get a drushas on, on the halachas of Iser and Heter. And we'd rather, so they said, the Chazal said, don't, don't read Ksuvim because it's very easy to kind of get caught up in it, right? It's easy, it's light reading, so to speak. And because the Balabatim had limited time to learn, we wanted to make sure they learned the things that are, you know, halacha lamaisa. So therefore, Chazal said, don't read Ksuvim. Okay? And now, even though these Kisviyah Kodesh are written in any language, to Uningeniza, they need that uh, they have to be buried in Shemus. So we're going to have to explain this, this statement is kind of cryptic. And we'll see the Gemara has a couple different ways how to, where to attach this statement to. Now, by the way, why don't, why don't we read from Ksuvim? And like we explained, that um, it, it causes bittel, almost like a bittel Torah for the halachos of Iser and Hatter. Okay? So, Itmar. Zakta Gemara, we learn. Hayu, Ksuvim, Targim, so now what happens if you had Ksuvim written, right? So we're not talking about Torah and Nevi'im over here. We're now talking about Ksuvim. So what happens if you had Ksuvim written in any other language? Let's say in English. Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna says you don't save them. Rav Chista Amar, Rav Chista says you do save Ksuvim written in English. Okay, now what we're going to be done is that line in the Mishnah that said, Afalpi or Ve'afalpi Shaksuvim Bechol Lashan. So we're going to have to understand that. Where is that going on? So Aliba, the Manda Amar Nitnuli Karais. So according to the Manda Amar, who holds that 
ksuvim. So this concept that we mentioned in regards to ksuvim, that we said, the Chazal said not to learn from it, right, because it's bitul based on medrash, that is actually subject to a machoikis tanaim. So according to the Manda Amar that holds nitnuli kares bahem, that you should read ksuvim, so if you read from them, they're Kaddish, we give it a certain Kedusha, or they are Sifre Kaddish, and we read from them. So therefore, it would be like Navi, or like Taira, and of course you'd have to save it from a burning fire. Ki pligi, this machlekes between Rav Huna and Rav Chistas, according to the Mandamar holds, that one should not, that Ksuvim should not be read, so then, Rav Huna Amar in Matzilin. Rav Huna says, you don't save them from a fire. They don't, they're not begeder Sifrei Kodesh. Why? Because we don't read from them. Rav Chista Amar Matzilin. Rav Chista says, yet, you should still save them. Mishum B'Zayin Kisvei HaKodesh. Because Lamaisa, it's still a B'Zayin. Okay. So now, Tanan, we're going to have to understand that word in our mission that says, Tu'unin Geniza. So now, Tanan, Kol any Svarim, right? you say from a fire, whether you read from them, or you don't read from them, sorry, let's say, my love. So how are we going to understand the Mishnah? We're going, to re- we're going to try, we're attempting to reread the Mishnah and understand exactly what it's talking about. Shekarim Bahem means Nevi'im. She'en Karim Bahem means Ksuvim. And then how are we going to understand that Afalpi? Afalpi Shekhsuvim Bechol Lashain. Lo Nitnali Karis Bahem. So must be, what is the Afalpi? Even though they are written in any other language, they are not they're not supposed to be uh, written. And yet, what do we say? So the Gemara is saying, if you read the simple way to read the Mishnah, we say, all Sarm Sheva Kedusha, whether you save them, or whether, whether you read from them, whether you don't read from them, in any Lashon get saved. So what do we see clearly? That Ksuvim, in any Lashon, right? Ksuvim should get saved. And what did Rav Huna say? Ein Matzilon Rav Huna said, you don't save them, but the, the Gemara is basically saying is, you Rav Huna, the Mishnah built that in already. We already said, even if the Ksuvim aren't read, you still save them. So how could you say, you don't save them? So Amalach Rav Huna, really, Matisbara? You think that you could, you, you think that you, you could make the Mishnah flow nicely, and therefore it's a kasha on me, Matisbara? E masefa tu'un in Geniza, Really? <laughs> Why did the Mishnah have to tell me that it needs Geniza? Hashta atzuli matzilin Geniza mibaya. So if you, if you're if you're reading in the Mishnah is so pasha that even Suvim, which aren't normally read ainin must be matzilin. Why is the Mishnah saying the tongue tuning Geniza? If you have to save it from a fire, then of course it needs it has to be put in Shemis. The bar for Shemis is much lower. So I didn't even need to say that. So don't think that you, you have a kasha on me because you got the whole Mishnah figured out. You don't. So, Ella Rav Huna Rav Huna is going to have to restructure the Mishnah according to his shita. For Rav Chista And Rav Chista is going to have to restructure it according to his shita. Rav Huna So how do we read the Mishnah? Bein Shekharim Bahen is Nevi'in. 
Nevi'im, Ubein Shein Karim Bahem Ksuvim, Bimed Barmamum Shek Suvim Balashana Kaidish. That's only if they're written in Hebrew, right? So if they're written in Lashana Kaidish, then everyone's going to agree that they get saved. Ava Bechol Lashain, Ein Matzilin. In any other language, you do not save Ksuvim. However, they are still required to be put in Shemus. And that's the way Rav Huna is going to understand the Mishnah. But Lamaisa, he would hold that Ksuvim written in English, because it's not Nitnuli Karis, you're not supposed to be learning from it. You, you are not Matzilin from Mepneadaleka, and that's Rav Huna's Shita. However, you would put it in Shemus. Now, Rav Chista Matarzatameh. Now, Rav Chista, like we said, when we tried asking a Rav Huna, the Mishnah still didn't flow because we have this problem of the Tain Geniza. Rav Chistu holds that Matzilu Ibn Adelaika, Bein Shekarim Bahen means Nevi'im, Bein Shekarim Bahen means Ksuvim, Afal Pishek Suvim Becholoshen, Nami Matzilin. Oh, by the way, what about your Geniza problem? Vachi Kamar, Umekak Svarim Shalahen, Tuna Geniza. So Rav Chista says, whether it's Nevi'im or Ksuvim, whether it's supposed to be written red or not, right? So even if it's not supposed to be red, if it's in Hebrew, then Matzil Mepneadaleka. If it's in Lashon HaKodesh, Matzil Mepneadaleka. If it is in English, then he holds, um, you still are Matzilin. Hebrew or English makes no difference. Doesn't matter what Lashon it is. And why did the Mishnah say, Tonganiza, that was talking about Mekak. Mekak means a decay. So I left the Sefer there. It, uh, you know, it, it, it no longer is recognizable as a safer. It got decayed, right? The animals, the worms ate through it or whatever it is. Still, that requires Geniza, and that's the Geniza in our Mishnah. Okay, Mesve. We have a kasha over here from a Brisa. It says, suvim targim If it was, if Ksuvim were written in Targum or any Lashan, right? So not Lashan HaKadosh, so we see that even Ksuvim are not supposed to be read. And even if it is written in any language, Matzilin, Kashan Rav Huna, who said, you are not Matzilin. Tiftu de Rav Huna, Amalach Rav Huna, no, 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 that Brisa, Haitana, that Brisa Savar, Nitnuli Karis Bahem, that Brisa holds, remember, like we qualified Rav Huna. We said Rav Huna is going to have to agree if, if you go in the Mandamar who holds, that you do read Ksuvim, that of course you're Matzalit. He only said a Shita in the Man number that holds that they're, they're not supposed to be read. They, don't, they aren't normally read. Tashma, Hayu Ksuvim Giftis, Modis, Ivris, Ilmis, Yavanis. So if it was written in, these are different languages. Afalpi, now it says clearly here, Afalpi Shaloi Nitnulikaris Bahem, even though. Suvim aren't normally read, yet what? Matzil of Neadaleka. That's Tiyuf to the Ravuna. Ravuna said that. Ravuna said clearly that if, if you don't read from the Suvim, you are not Matzil of Neadaleka. So that's a Kasha Ravuna. So Amalach Ravuna, Tanoihi. It's subject to Machakis Tanoim. So we said, Suvim, number one, if, if you. Rav Huna said, Ksuvim, not, you, don't read, if you, do, you don't read from them, and therefore you don't save them. We're now qualifying that we're saying, well, there's, that's subject to two Machlech Number one, whether you read from Ksuvim or not. 
Rav Huna is only going in the man that holds, you don't read from Ksuvim. And even if you don't read from Ksuvim, Rav Huna is going like the Tana, Rav Huna has to admit that it's, a, it's, a, it's subject to Machai Gestanayim, and he's only going like the Tana that holds that when it's Ain only Kares, that Ain Matzilin, and he's going in that Tana. And he's saying now, Tanoihi Ditanya, we have a Brysa that says, Hoyu Kais Ksuvim Targum Obucholashan, Matzilin Asemipne Hadaleka, that you do save them. You don't save them. Okay, so I'm a Rav Yaisi. Now we're going to go into a little story over here. It's a little off, right? So what do we see here? It's a little off on the side, but what do we see? The Brisa says, between the Rabbanon and Rav Yaisi. The Rabbanon say, um, it, you are matzel. Rav Yaisi holds, you are not matzel. So Rav Huna is going to have to go like Rav Yaisi, who says that even if it's written in any language, you are not matzel. Amar Rav Yaisi, Maisa ba'ava chalafta, shaholach eitzel Rabbi Gamliel b'rebeli l'teveria. So this Abba chalafta went to Rabbi Gamliel, and umatsu shahi yeshiv al-shulchanai, shayyechanan ha-nazaf, he was sitting at the table of this guy named Yechanan ha-nazaf, okay, Yechanan ha-nazaf, ubiyadai sefer iyov, targum, and he had sefer iyov, which is ksuvim, that was written in a different lashon, it was written in targum, and he was reading, I remember, right? I remember Rabbi Gamliel, your father. So this is Rabbi Gamliel Beribi, right? That's a different, um, this is not the, the Ben Shel Rebbe. However, this is just a person called Rabbi Gamliel. So it's a little confusing because we're discussing two different Rabbi Gamliels here. But he's saying, I remember Rabbi Gamliel, your grandfather, okay? That he was, that's Rabbi Gamliel Hazakain, okay? And, um, and uh, there were different Rabbi Gamliels. So, Rabbi Gamliel Azakin was standing on the stairs in Harabai. So, if you look upon him, Sefer Eiv, they brought Sefer Eiv, Targum, right? Written in Targum. And Rabbi Gamliel did not want it read. So, what did he do? Like we said, right? We had a, a sheet that held, that you do not read them. So what did he do? He didn't want it to be read. He said to the builders, bury it under a row of bricks. And um, um, uh, they, they buried it. Okay, they, they buried it. Uh, they put it, you know, they did a geniza. He says, no, that they, um, they, they poured a bucket of cement over it. I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe didn't like this. He said, Number one, I'm asking, I'm calling false on your story because number one, they did not have cement on Harabais. They used limestone. Even if you hold any tunnel in the you can't destroy them. So, really what he meant was put them in a makam hefker, right? And they will get uh, destroyed by the elements on their own. Okay, but either way, that was, we brought this, we brought this in, in line with this machlekes, the brysa, that we have a machlekes tanayim, whether you are, you do save, um, whether you save, ksuvim b'chol So man tanayi, who is the tana, right? Who is the machlekes tanayim? Right, now if you notice here, what did we do? We asked a tashima from ksuvim giftis, 
where the Brisa specifically said, And then we brought in, which Rav Huna couldn't get around, because it says, even though you don't read them, you are Matzil. That's a caution Rav Huna. Rav Huna holds that if, if it's written in any Lashon Ksuvim, according to the Mandam or any Tanam Likarais, right? If it's written in any Lashon, that Rav Huna clearly said that you are not Matzilin. And then in order to answer it, we said it's subject to a Machaikis Tanayim between the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaisi. That Machaikis did not necessarily say that it's going in the sheet of Eni Nitanam Likaras. That Bryson never said whether it's supposed to be read or not. So now the Gemara is trying to figure this out. Man, Tanai, what is this Machlekes Tanayim? Ilema, Tanakama, Rabbi If you want to say that it's the Rabbana Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi clearly says that Ksuvim, Bechol, Lashan, are Ein Matzilin. You don't say Bintanatalika. So if you want to say it's a Tanakama, and the Tanakama holds Matzilin, Bidil, Mabaka, Mithili, Mechatesi, who says they're arguing in whether you save or not if you hold the ksuvim or any tunnel lekaris. But don't bah kamifogi. Mar savar ni tunnel lekaris bahen. Mar savar lani tunnel lekaris bahen. Therefore, right, so that what? That the, that the rabbanon hold that the rabbanon hold that you do save it because they hold that you're supposed to read it. Maybe Rabbi Yaisi, he only says you don't save it because you're not supposed to read it. So Allah Rabbi Yaisi, so what's Rav Huna going to say? Rav Huna is going to say that Rav Yaisi is like him. The Tana the Giftis and the Tana of Giftis is the Manda Amar who clearly holds, who clearly holds that even though it's Aini Tana Likaris Bahem, the Tashima of Giftis, that even though it's Aini Tana Likaris Bahem, still Matzilu Vnei And that is not like Rav Huna says, that is not like Rav Yaisi, even though we don't have a definitive raya that Rav Yaisi is going in, we don't have a definitive raya that Rav Yaisi is going according to the mandamar that holds any tanan lekaros. Yeah, that's the Rav Huna is going to learn it. He's going to make even what he said subject to machlekes tanayim or double machlekes tanayim. Okay, tanarabana. So we're moving on here to another part of the sugya. Tanarabana habrachis v'hakimayin. That if you have written down brachas and amulets, again, we're discussing here, there's a fire breaks out in your house, what are you allowed to save or not? So we said, clearly, you can save Torah, you can save Nevi'im, right? Ksuvim, we said, it depends. Depends what Lashon they're written in, it depends, uh, you know, which Shita, if you're like Rav Huna or Rav Chista, we're trying to figure out what you can save. So now we have a Brisa that says, Tanarabon, HaBrachas Fakameim, Brachas and amulets, Afal Pisha Yesh Bahem Shel Shem, even if they have Hashem's name, and they have many different uh, Torah passages written in it, still, one may not save it from a fire. They get burned in the fire. You leave them get burned, even with Hashem's name. And therefore they say, that a person who writes brachas with Hashem's name, that it's like you're burning, burning the Torah. I guess in those days, fires were very common. And what we're saying is, don't write amulets with Hashem's name. Don't write Dvarm Shebekdusha outside of a Sefer, of a Sefer that's Kaddish, that you're allowed to save, because there'll be a fire. You're not going to be able to save it. And therefore, when you write it, it's like you actually burned it. 
So therefore, Maisa Ba'echad is a story with a guy. He was writing. He was authoring Kameas. They tattled. They, t- they told Rabbi Shmuel, hey, this guy, he's writing Zoram Shebe Kedusha, right, which he, we don't want you to do, again, because there might be a fire and you can't save it. Rabbi Shmuel went to go check it out. So when he, uh, this guy knew something, something was going on. So Rabbi Shmuel gets up, starts going up the ladder. Here Gishbai, the guy who was writing it, felt from behind that somebody's coming to check on him. So what did he do? He wanted to destroy the evidence, right? The cover-up is worse than the crime. Here we see it. Natal Tumos Shal Brachas. He took the whole sheaf of the brachas. He was working on all his papers, and he chucked them, Veshakon Besefel, he chucked them in a bucket, Shalmayim, okay, and he destroyed them, right? So I said, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Uvalashon your second action was worse because when you threw them in the bucket, now you just destroyed the Shem Hashem, right? I was coming to check on you. I didn't like the fact that you were writing it because it can, it's a suffix. It may come to a situation where may come to a situation where the where these things will be used or they'll be put in a house and the house will catch on fire and you won't be able to save it. But it's obviously far worse to uh, dunk it in a pail of water and destroy them on your own. So now we're going to discuss what about different inks. How you suvin besam uvesikra bekumos uvekankantam. Okay, sam is a paint, sikra is a red dye. Kumos and kankantam are types of gums. Okay, so anyways, things that are not ink but that make a mark. Beloshin akaydesh. Okay, red ink, blue ink, pencil. Whatever. Not regular ink. Belashin HaKadosh. So now we want to know if it's Belashin HaKadosh. Normally, right, a Sefer Torah has to be written with Di'ai. Now what happens if I have a Sefer Torah written in these things? Do I save it or not? So Tiboi Lamandamar Matzilin. Tiboi Lamandamar Matzilin. We're going to ask in the Mandamar, meaning we're going back into this Machlekes between, let's say, Rav Chista and Rav Huna where there's something to be argued about, whether you save it or not, or in the Rabbanon and Rabiesi, right? So now, that you don't save it. That you want to know when it's ksuvim, okay? And, okay, so when it's ksuvim, and we said it's written in any other lashon, then there is a machlekes whether you save it. Here it's written in lashon hakodesh. So therefore, matzilin. Or do we say matzilin? The only time we're going to save it is when it's something that's going to last. It's written in diyay. So therefore, we have to save it. Okay, but here since it's written in something else other than ink. It's not going to last, and therefore you don't have to save it. So Amarle, he said, "Ain matzilin." You, you talk, you don't save it. Frakti Gemara, really? You don't save from a fire. You don't save if it's written in, uh, you know, red dye. Behar Rav Hamununa Tana Matzilin. Rav Hamununa specifically learned the Brisa that said you do save it. Amarle, okay, fine. Itanya Tanya. I do this all the time at home. I was wrong. All right. Then he said, if yeah, there's a Brisa that says you do save it then it means you're supposed to save it. Uh, Akiva, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My Tanya. Okay, what is this brysa that says, what is this brysa that says, Matzilin? Amar Ravashi, Kedetanya. We said, Ain Bain, there's a brysa that says, there is no difference, Svarim and Megillah, between Svarim 
and Megillah. Elosha Sfarim Nechdavim Bechol Lashon. That's our key, right? That's our word right there. That Sifrei Kodesh are written in any Lashon. Um Megillah Anshetihei Ksuva Ashuris Al Sefer Ubediyai. Okay? So that only a Megillah do we say is, in order to be kosher, it needs to be written in Diyai. Okay? That what we're saying is, um, that what we're saying is, that's Shar Svarim, okay, that we're, and we're, we're applying this to the din of Matzil, and we're saying Shar Svarim still have a din of Sifrei Kaidesh, even if they are not written in Diyai. Masha'en Kain, it's only Megillah that the Bryce says specifically that Megillah, if it's not written in Diyai, does not have a status of a safer of a Svarim Shabbat Kedusha. Now we're going to go into Sefer Torah a little bit. Sefer Torah, if let's say a Sefer Torah gets completely deleted, except for 85 letters, so let's say, for instance, let's say you have only 84. So Parshas Ba'ibin Ha'aron, which is, a, is, is its own Sefer, right? It's its own Sefer. Or you have the, the nuns, right? Or whatever, that's its own safer. And it is a total of 85 letters. So we see the minimum size for a safer, for it to be called a, a, a safer Shabbat is 85 letters. So now what happens if you don't have 85 letters? Do we save it or not? So it was a Torah. It looked like a Torah, but it is missing. It does not have the minimum amount of letters that we would normally require for a safer terror. So Amar Lehi, so he said, I don't understand. Why are you asking, Kigayin, Kigayin Vayihi Ben Just Vitibayalach, Parshas Vayihi Ben Ha'aron Gufa. Just ask your question very simple. Let's say I have the Parsha of Vayihi Ben Ha'aron and I'm missing one letter. Wouldn't that be a simpler way to ask this question? Why do I have to say, what happens if I have 85 scattered letters throughout the, what are the 85 letters throughout the Torah and like, like, like Vayihi Ben so what's the din? Just say Vayim Sarah minus a letter. So the Gemara says, okay, one second. Hey, Chad Chaser Parshas Vayim Sarah coming by Ali. This says when Vayim Sarah is missing, then <coughs> that is not a shaila at all. The kibun de is behas korois. If it has Hashem's name, right? Kuma Hashem. I forgot the last page. Okay, so now we see we're qualifying this. If a Sefer Torah still has Hashem's name in it somewhere, then it automatically is a din of a Sefer Shabbat Kedusha. I want to know, Sefer She'en Bay Lelake, a Sefer Torah that does not have Shem Hashem, and it doesn't have 85 letters in it at all, right? Throughout the whole Sefer Torah. My. It says, okay, at that point, it's no longer called the Sefer Torah. If it doesn't have a Shem Hashem, and it doesn't have 85 letters throughout the entire Sefer Torah, then everything else, so much got erased, then it doesn't have a din of a Sefer Torah. If it doesn't have a Shem Hashem, I would think that's more than 85 letters missing. No, no, not 85 letters missing. If they're all missing except for 85 letters. We're saying a Sefer Torah, imagine, at, this, at least at this point, yeah. that you had one letter, one and a half letters per Parsha. I mean, you, no, there's 50-something Parshas, you had one and a half letters, right? So I'm saying, right. you had only 84 letters throughout the entire Sefer Torah. You roll the whole thing, 
And you see blank, 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 letter here, blank, 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 letter here. So if it has Hashem, Hashem, then it's still going to have a dinner of Sefer Torah, and it's Matzil. Now we're asking, what happens if it's less than 85 letters? More than 85 letters, we'll say, that it's going to, it's going to still be considered Sefer Torah, because we see this concept from Vayihim and Seirah, that you could have a Sefer Shabbat that's 85 letters. So, um, Eisei, we ask the Kasha from Baiser, Targum Shakasu Mikra. That if you wrote, okay, Omikra Shakasu Targum, that if you have a Pasuk that was Targum and you wrote it in Lashon HaKadosh, or a Pasuk that was written in Lashon HaKadosh and you wrote it in Targum, the Kasav Ivris, Mikra Shakasu Targum, the Kasav Ivris, Matzil Adalekam, the Ein Sarach Lomar, Targum Sheba Ezra, Sheba Daniel, Sheba Taira. And for sure, Targum in Ezra, Daniel, and Torah. And by the way, the Gemara wants to know what is this Targum in the Torah? Targum Shabbat Torah, mind you, right? Because as far as we know, we thought that the whole Torah is written in Lashon HaKadosh. Gemara says that's Yagar Sahadusa by Lava. It says, Vayikorolais Yagar Sahadusa. That's actually Targum. Okay, but either way, So we said, even though the, uh, right, even though the Yagar Sahadusa is less than 85 Oisios, we said that we'll give it a status of Dharam Kedusha. So we see clearly that it does. So how could you say Ein Matzilin? We said Ein Matzilin, it's less than 85. We just now are saying that if you have Targum in a Sefer Torah, and that's, what's Targum in a Sefer Torah? Yigar Sadusa. Well, that's only, uh, you know, what is that? Eight, nine letters? Right? That's only nine letters. So, and, so, and, and we said that it does have a din of a Sram Shabbat Kedusha. So how... So how could you say that you don't save it? Someone says, no, 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 no. When are we saying that you can use Targum? That's to be Mashlin, right? So we're saying that if, um, let's say you had 80, uh, 70, uh, whatever letters, 70, Six. 76 letters, and Yagar Sadusa, we'll consider that 85, and we'll say Matzilin, and that's what it means. That's how you learn that price. So now, Ibayaluhu. Okay, but Lamaisa, he said if it's less than 85, ain't Matzil. So now, Ibayaluhu, coming off that, we're going to have a shadow. Hanishmani Bechamish Aisios, Mechu Nasais, Aimefuzaris. Are we saying that they are all together or that they're spread out? Like I explained it, that it's spread out, but that's Taka Shadow. So, Ravuna Amar Mechu Nasais, that only in order to have a Sefer Torah that's Matzil, you have to have 85 letters that are together. Rav Chista Amar, Afilu Mifuzaros, even if they're spread, even if you have one and a half letter per parsha, right, that it's spread out throughout the whole Torah, that's still called a Sfarm Shabbat Kedusha. we ask a Kasha Sefer Torah Shabbala, if you have a Sefer Torah that, that, war, that was worn out, in Yesh, by the Lachit Shemayin of Chameshus Oisiyos, Kigayin Parshas Vahibin Torah, Matzilin, Vimlav, Eina Matzilin, Tiyufta de Ravhuna. Ravhuna said they have to be together. We said, what did we say here? Lelakit. Imyeshba Lelakit. That means you can put it together. That means they're not sitting in one place. So the Tirgama, Ravchista, Ravchista answered for Ravhuna. Tirgama, Ravchista, leave it to Ravhuna. De Tevais. That, what did we say, Lelakit? That means that, that's Mashmama Fuzer. That doesn't mean that you collect each letter. Rather, we're saying um, t- a full word, okay? And what we're saying is, okay, and we're saying that if you have full words, 
then it's going to, we're, okay, lalake meant to put together the words 285, okay? But in, in, regards, to, uh, in regards to the way he's understanding the machlekes, the way we're understanding the machlekes, it's still going to be dependent even if it's mefuzer, whether it's mefuzer or not, it's just a question of uh, whether or not the word, when the locket was coming to say, what is it individual letters or words? Okay, meaning the Rav Huna agrees to Rav Chista, Rav Huna agrees to Rav Chista that if the words are whole, then they could be mefuzer. Okay, Rav Huna said it's only mechunasos, that they're close together. But what do you mean mechunasos? Meaning that they are whole words. Okay, now, but there are, what they're arguing about is, is what happens, do I, can I put together letters or not? But if they're whole words, then Rav Huna is going to agree that it will count towards the 85. I can put whole words together and still consider it a Dabr Shabbat. Okay, we'll stop here. One second. I'm sending out the summary. The Ilum was being Mamre said. Oh boy. So I have to I have to repair Chukas Bala. Okay. Good to know. Thank you for telling me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we said um, we started with Kol Kisve Akodesh. We said Matzilin. Whether whether it's Nevi'im or whether it's Ksuvim which aren't written. Okay, and they, yet we said that whether Ksuvim or are written or not, that's also subject to Machlekes Tanayim. Rav Huna said that Nevi'im B'cholash and Matzilin, Ksuvim B'lash and Akodesh Matzilin, but B'shar L'shoinus Goinzin. So that's how we understand the Mishnah. Rav Chista said, Nevi'in or Ksuvim B'cholash and Matzilin, and what is, what is when we said Genizin, when we said they require Shemis, that he said, Tong Genizah, that's Mekak, that's Sfarim that dissolved, right, that worms came and ate it, there was nothing left to it, so they still require Geniza, even though those you aren't matil. Rav Chista holds everything else you are matil. So we asked Akasha, we said, Ksuvim Tarevim Matzilin Bechol Lashon. So we had to say, right, we, it said clearly that Ksuvim Bechol Lashon are saved, so we said that, we have to say that that is in the Mandamar who holds that Ksuvim are Nitanam Likaris, that you do read. And yet, even in Rav Huna, we had to come and say it's Machlikis Tanayim. So we said that it's a machlekes tanaim. If even if they are not read, if you're matzil or not, Rav Huna we said is like Rav Yesi and Rav Chista, who holds that you are matzil, holds like the Tana of Giftis. That Tana of Giftis clearly said in the Tashima that even if it's a that even if it's any tanim lakaris, still, still matzilin. And then we discussed that brachos and kameas that you can't save and therefore you shouldn't write them at all. We had the story where the guy threw them into a bucket of water to destroy them when Rabbi Shmuel came to check on him. Okay, now we asked, what about in, if you write it in something other than die, things that don't uh, last well, can you save them or not? Do they have a status of, of Sifrei Kedusha that you are able to save? So Rabbi Huna said you can be, be matzalit. Rabbi Hamnuna, we had a Tana that said you can be matzalit because we learned, right? Originally he said, originally he said we can't and then he said, well, what do you mean Rabbi Huna had a Tana they had a bracer that said, you can't save it. And we explained that, what does that mean? 
Um, what was that brisa? Because we saw by Megillah, it said that rak that only Megillah has to be written in ink, was mashma that any other svarim, even if they're not written in ink, you do save. And then we asked, what about a Sefer Torah that does not have 85 letters? Okay, which is Parsha Katana, that's by Yehim Saya. And it does not have a, a Shem Hashem. Do you save it or not? And uh, Rav Nachman answered, no, you don't save it. However, we said that if the Targum is mashlam to the 85 letters, let's say you have 76 plus 9, then you would save it. And then we asked, um, what about these 85? Do they, in, when we said 85 you do save, do they have to be mechunasas together or even mechuzarais? And we said that even according to Rav Huna holds, they have to be together. It means that if the words, it means the letters have to be together, but if the words are spread apart, then everybody would agree that if you had a word here and a word there and a word there, if you had 85 total letters, that you would be matzalit because of that. It's only if you don't have uh, the letters, if, if you don't have the letters together, that it's going to be a machlekes.